Welcome to the Dance Party 247 podcast. You've got Sam Saint, DJT, myself, DJ MV, and our special guests all the way from the USA, Chris Beats and Shakes. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, notification bell. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a little like and share the content. Over to you, DJT. Good evening. Um, welcome, Chris and uh, Shakes, all the way from, from LA. Um, first of all, let's get to, we know you a little bit, uh, but I'm sure we're going to find out a little bit more about you. So let's do ladies first. So um, can you tell us a little bit about who you are as a DJ? I know you're from South Africa, so you've had a little journey to, to LA. Yes. A little mm-hmm. bit about, obviously, your, your DJing, DJing journey and, and where you got to actually end up meeting us. All right. How much time do I have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five, ten minutes. Off you go. All right. Well, thanks for having us on. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, you know, for all the opportunities so far. Um, my journey as a DJ, I started out a couple of years, well, three years ago, three or four, uh, just, just to learn how to do it. Um, because I was always curious, grew up with, with my brothers and cousins doing it, um, you know, DJing back in the 80s and and uh, never thought of ever trying it because it was all vinyl and scary looking buttons and knobs. So I never tried it. So anyway, fast forward to coming here to the US and um, meeting Harley Adams and Thumper and uh, Jesse Brooks. And I mentioned to them, you know, I wish I had learned back then. I could have been vinyl. I could have been doing all that stuff now. You know, it would have been cool. And they said, well, you can always learn. And, uh, you know, never thought of actually learning but I did you know we just kind of had uh, a controller uh, JC Brooks left his controller at our house and and all of us just started learning Chris Chris basically kind of you know just uh, taught us me and the kids <laughs> the kids were what were they like eight and ten years old and we all kind of learned in, the, in our garage outside <laughs> um, how, to, how to mix and I, and I swore I'd never mix in front of anybody ever Never, ever, ever, just for us, you know, just no one, yeah, I'm just too, too nervous. And, um, yeah, so well, that I, journey we, came we, into, yeah. We, we know you actually do do live, live events, don't you? I do now. <laughs> so who, how, how was your arm twisted and who twisted it? Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to get, I, I just kind of self-taught and from Chris, not proper training or, or anything initially. <clears throat> so I wanted to get some lessons. So anyway, a friend of ours, Matt Hill, who you might know, uh, we met through Holly Adams. He's part of the whole, you know, uh, a lot of the DJs we know here in LA. And uh, he came over and uh, I wanted to get some lessons. And he thought I was a complete beginner and he like way to press start. And so I said, no, I do know that. I just want to know a little more advanced stuff. And anyway, so he just had, basically he just had me mix, you know, the three of us, me, Chris and, and Matt Hill were just mixing. And, and he said, you're good. And I said, no, no, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, no, you're good. I'm booking you. Where's the festival sci-fi that's coming up in the desert? And I'm booking you. And I said, no, no, never, never, never. And he said, I'm booking you. I was like, what? And I was petrified, terrified, all the words you can think of um, to go and do the desert show. Uh, my first, I haven't even attended a desert show. I'd never even attended a festival. I'd never attended any kind of rave, big shows or anything. I didn't even know what it was like as an audience, as a, you know, as an audience. So here I was going to play <laughs> at, a, at a festival and it was cold, it was in March here, which was, was pretty cold at night. And like I say, I was literally white knuckled, uh, you know, scared out of my, my uh, skin. And um, anyway, it turned out to be the most amazing time and experience. I was couldn't press anything. I, I was terrified. But once I started and the music started going, and I, and I just it was such a crazy thing because I'd never never done it before. So I thought I was going to be like that the whole time. But as soon as I played, I was okay. This is my music. Here I am. Pretend I'm in the kitchen, you know, with the dog, my puppy. Where's my puppy? And um <laughs> and uh, she likes to make an appearance, by the way. And um. And, and then I just, after the first, you know, track and the second track was in, I was like, and I just saw people coming out of the trailers and tents and, you know, because 
uh, there was somebody playing before me at the started and then me and I just saw people get like appearing out of nowhere and waving and dancing and I was like what's going on so anyway that was just such an amazing experience that I just uh, I guess that's what made me keep doing it and and that's been my home so I thought it's been our family and yeah that's how that started cool <laughs> I'm hooked <laughs> Okay, I see. Uh, I see. Chris is there. So Chris has obviously been involved with your journey in terms of teaching you a bit as well. And um, so I guess Chris's yep. story goes back a little bit further. So let's uh, let's find out what Chris's uh, journey is as a DJ. Hello. So I found this puppy. <laughs> first of all, very important. Uh, can't do it without the puppy. All right, get off me. Um, Let me get so, it. Um, well, funny enough, I actually started DJing at the same time is Lynn, but I'd actually been, I've been involved in music since I was a kid. I picked up playing piano when I was six and I played that for a couple of years. I started playing guitar as a teenager. My roots are really metal. So I was always playing like Metallica and Slayer and all that kind of stuff. Eventually branched out into liking, you know, hip hop, rap, and, um, you know, some alternative rock and stuff. And then I started to get into like house and techno back, you know, kind of just getting out of high school, which would be uh, to date myself back in the early nineties. And, um, and I had always wanted to mix back then too. And, and, you know, I've been raving a little bit and that kind of stuff back then. And then I just was out of the scene for a really, really long time. And then uh, kind of got back into it again, the same way Lynn got into it uh, with the same crowd and everything. And uh, fortunately, because I did at least understand music really well, um, it, you know, picking up the the decks for me and the mixer was kind of just like learning another instrument, although obviously very different. Um, but, you know, I really ultimately just wanted to not just beat match, but always kind of wanted to be able to really make my own music out of other people's music. You know, I guess that's largely like just doing like mashups and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, it was it was something that I always wanted the best DJs I'd ever heard play were always doing that sort of thing. And I was like, that's really what I want to be doing. You know, that's, that's where the best times for me, you know, in, in mixing are going to be. So, um, and not that like, I always tried to do that, you know, obviously initially I was just trying to get good at, you know, blending the sound, blending the tracks together and stuff, but kind of just happened naturally that I got pretty good at that. And, and yeah, I think, I guess my first, real live gig was also that same sci-fi desert party um which was crazy actually the i remember that first that first set that i played it was in march in the desert um and it was at night like 2 a.m i actually ended up getting bumped i was supposed to play at like 11 30 and i got bumped <laughs> to like two and it was freezing cold but they had all these cool lights and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, all right, well, it's cool. Let's do it. And it, it was really ended up being more of a DJ party than anything else too. There wasn't like a lot of people there that first night we were there. Um, but that was cool. I got a chance to showcase, you know, my limited skills at the time in front of uh, a lot of people and they were digging it. Um, and, you know, actually keeping, I remember that mix very well too, because it was, even though it was kind of my first real gig, it was, uh, I was, ballsy enough to try and work in i had all these house tracks and a little bit of tech house and stuff in there and then i worked in uh head like a hole by nine inch nails which was just you know kind of putting a little more of my like rock style out there too and it killed and they were digging it and so um i haven't been able to play it that well since <laughs> but uh but yeah so we started to do it we, that's kind of how we got into it and then um you know just at that point all we really wanted to do was play. Right. And so, you know, there's a, you guys probably see it too. There's like a lot of DJs out there that, you know, I think we're all trying to like, we want to play, but like everybody has different goals and, and you know, my goal's never been to like, Oh, I want to be this big, hugely famous DJ at my age, man, that ship sailed. Right. But um, I just wanted to be able to play, but to be able to play, you got to get people to come to your shows. Right. So you kind of naturally end up having to build this following and like really play stuff people like and really promote yourself and all that just so you can get gigs. Yeah. And so that's kind of, you know, how we started doing it. And I don't know how long you want me to go on to this, but eventually we started once, once we, uh, we still live in Venice beach. That's where I met all those people. And then two years ago, we moved uh, almost two years ago, we moved to Lakewood, uh, which for those of you who don't know, it's, 
like Northeast Long Beach area down in Southern California. And, um, and so when we got there, you know, we were like, there's like no scene here at all. So we're like, okay, you know, we, we can try and hook up stuff in LA, but we met some of the right people that had some stuff going on around here. There's this bar across the street called Boomer's Cocktails and they were looking for some artists and, you know, because they were just kind of reopening after COVID and such. So they were looking to kind of get some stuff going on and uh, our friend that knew the owner, he was like, I'll introduce you guys, go talk to him and you guys could DJ here. And we're like, okay. So, um, so we, you know, kind of hooked that up and uh, managed to do okay on our first night. Good enough that, uh, you know, basically the deal with him was if you can bring people, then, you know, and you're showing progress every time then we'll let you guys keep playing here. So we're like, okay, we'll do that. And so we got a decent number of people. It wasn't great. The bar lost money that night, but they were like, okay, you know, that's fine. First one, he did okay. Let's try another one. We did a little better the next time, did even better the next time. And so now it's become like a steady thing for us. And when we got here too, I was like, you know, I'm always coming up with like new names for things and stuff. So I was like, oh man, we need a name for like our, our thing, our group, whatever it is, you know, down here in Lakewood and it just kind of popped in. I was like, Lakewood Nights, like, it sounds really cool, you know? And, and so then that turned into like our logo with the moon and everything and like starting to like just grow that as the brand as yeah. us Lakewood Nights. And so, you know, that's been the name of our show. You know, it's kind of our, it's our like group. I don't, I don't want to use the word like collective. I know a lot of people like to use that. I don't, I don't know if we're a DJ group or if Lakewood Nights is a show or if it's a festival or whatever. It's us. It's me and Shakes. It's, you know, and, and it's become now an extended family with all the various DJs that we've started working with across, you know, our live show, some of the other gigs we've picked up. Um, now we have our stream coming up, uh, you know, starting this Saturday, you know, where, you know, we have that whole thing going on and it's, it's, it's really great. It's just, you know, all, all this, just because we wanted to play, you know, I think that's kind of what I'm really trying to get at is so much stuff has started happening and our only motivation ever is not to be, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I would love to play the big sellout, huge crowd, 30,000 people and the lights <laughs> flashing and all that kind of stuff. It'd be really, really dope. Yeah. But I just happy playing, you know, all I ever wanted to do was play for a hundred people in a small club and have as long as you life. as long as you rock in the dance floor, it doesn't matter where it is, does it? No, it doesn't, man. I just that's exactly it. I just said I want I I only ever mix because a i enjoy it and b i enjoy making people dance and that's yep. it you know so and you know I, I think i also started to get kind of a reputation as like more of a house dj but i think that's just a lot of the a lot of because the gigs i was playing like needed more house music but like recently i got a chance uh when we played at wisdom la which is in downtown la it's this really cool art and music spot and they have these big domes and they shine these super awesome like videos on like five projectors that are all tripping and stuff like that so we got to play this gig over there and i was playing the last set it was 11 o'clock at night and i was like oh man i am throwing down the hardest techno set ever and and you know it was really a chance for me to kind of break the mold there to like look i do play a lot of other kinds of music because like mm. i said you know look my roots are metal you know i've i've been all these different involved in all these different types of music as a musician and the same thing goes now with dance music too like i want to you know i'm down to play house and i love house and i love getting down you guys see me online and stuff you know i'll get back behind those decks you, and I'll just dance like a fool. you, you get lost in it it's like I <laughs> I say, do, do you man. know you're streaming because your head's back <laughs> <laughs> you're riding the mix i know you've got your hands on the, the, the knobs you go like ah. i know man i'm gonna yank those <laughs> knobs off sometimes I'm back down, it's like, yeah. and the arms go like uh, i know i'm like inflatable wiggly arm guy in front of the car dealership over there so um Thank you for 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 that um very long story short because that's what I do. I'm, I'm the same. I I say starts off a short story and it's like ten minutes later. But well, I didn't know where to stop, you know, so I just kept going. Uh, so thanks for that, Chris and and Shakes. Sure. Um, what um we've talked about this on the on the podcast before. Um, and this is open to to anybody. Um, but I want to throw it over to to obviously our, our friends across the pond. First of all, is that you are you've basically learned for the sounds of it, learn on controllers. Obviously, mm -hmm. I guess you've, you've now been on club ready equipment as in CDJs and, you know, yeah. your, your, your Nexus equipment and all that kind of stuff. Cause yeah. you know, you've, you've played out and obviously you play in festivals right. and that's what they use. So, right. um, 
But it's very surprising that you have a very, very strong standpoint on no sync. Can we elaborate on that? Should I take this one, babe? Yeah, it's all yours. Okay. <laughs> you, you. I, you know, I learned early on, one of the first things I learned when I was, you know, the when I first, you know, sat in front of a controller and my friend Thumper was kind of <laughs> showing me the ropes. And this was one of those things, you know, it's just the controller with the computer was the actual player, right? So you can see the lines going and all that kind of stuff. But she was like adamant right from the start, like, don't trust the lines and, um, yeah. and, and just, you know, use your ear. And, and one thing that, I, you know, I always was kind of thought was like a challenging part of mixing, you know, before I actually had done it was beat matching. Right. And, you know, obviously, you know, back then it was, there was no digital stuff. So it was all vinyl. So I couldn't even imagine like, how do you even know? Right. Like, even now, like digital gives you so much, even if you don't use sync, um, you know, so it's fine. I have that. I'll take advantage of it. But so just that mindset to me just kind of stuck that like, I don't, I just don't think, DJs should use sync. I don't think there's, I, I think that if you're a good DJ and yeah, it's there, it's a tool, I suppose you could use it, but like, it's all about like, that's the fundamental of mixing dance music is beat matching. And if you're going to, I just don't think you're really doing it right. And you're not doing yourself or anybody else any justice by using the sync button. And I've, I've met, I think the worst part of it is as I started, you know, meeting more DJs, all these guys that I thought were like, you know, really, really great DJs. A lot of them I've seen, uh, you know, I'll get on the decks after them. We're doing back to backs or whatever. And the freaking sync buttons lit up. And I'm like, what the, f what you use the sync? What are you doing? I'm not using sync. And in fact, it's messing me up now because I'm so used to not using it. I'll get it. Now all of a sudden I got Oh man, so every time, like it's the first thing I'm looking for. I'm like, all right, turn these buttons off and adjust the slider so it's right where it needs to be. And then and then I just mix. And and you know, I think it also, you know, you when you're up there, you can't just be standing around doing nothing, right? You got you gotta mix. So, you know, your stuff's not always gonna line right up. So you gotta be, you know, jogging the jogging the platters a little bit and and it looks cool. It looks like hey, you know, he's up there like really mixing. You can't even fake that if you're sinking, right? And you know, I suppose there's probably some excuses you may for it where like you're playing this one song that's like normally a lot slower tempo, and this other one is like much faster, and you're trying to meet in the middle and they're way off, and you're like, it's so much harder to get the beats to match there. And then a lot of guys will go to sync on that. Like I see that when I walk onto the decks after other people playing a lot. But I do that sometimes and I can still do it. And I've been playing such a short time. And if I can get up there and just, you know, jog it, get it lined up and just keep it going, then everybody else, you know, any respectable DJ, well, I just think should you, not you, be using this. You mentioned there's a lot, there's a lot of tools there. I mean, just comes to, to, to mind, obviously you said about the, <laughs> the visuals, you got the BBM uh -huh. readouts. We have master sync nowadays. You can key lock. The track. Oh man, oh, I haven't really? even played that yet. I'm like, what? I don't you know can, what that, is. that that'd be fun, honestly. Like, you know, there's a lot of tracks where I'm like, man, I wish I could get these to match, but this one's a B and this one's a D, and they don't like, you know, they don't sound good together. But if this were a different key, like it would sound good. I would use that, right? Because now I'm just like, it's a pitch shift, not really like, <laughs> yeah, like well, a sync. But I'm the, sorry, the, the CDJ 3000s does that. That has a pitch mm -hmm. pitch sync. It mm -hmm. can actually move it out. Mm -hmm. It's still got to be reasonably close, but it, it right. can move it up, and move it down. I think to, we, to match. we worked it out. It has to be about five percent. Is the maximum it can go, isn't it? Something something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously, sort of. Uh, we're in the midst of actually. Yeah, this is probably going to be a, an exclusive. Hopefully, by the end of the year, you'll have had a DJ course by Dance Party because we're in the midst of putting putting one together. Um, and obviously we were covering a lot of the different elements and stuff like that. Um, and obviously we will live in 2022. So we've got like, you know, the sync and there's the three. Can I tell you, tell you a, a lot of this in regards to the beat matching, it's against my better judgment. That's yeah. all I want to say. So we, we still have to obviously address the sync because it's, it's there and it's a tool. So obviously you're not uh -huh. doing a full course if you don't address obviously what equipment is now able to do. Um, mm. But the skills... And I will, I'll put it this way, we, there's a podcast yet to go out <laughs> and it's delicately poised because 
it, I'll just leave it as that. It hasn't gone out yet. But we went out and a night out in Leicester um, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, guys? And well, yeah. just just tell very, very briefly how, how good the DJs were in Leicester. Um, okay, so <laughs> I, it's, it's difficult to know where to start because generally you think as you moved on to a bigger venue, your DJs would become better, wouldn't they? So we started off in, our, in, in this very small venue. Um, there was no DJ in there that night unfortunately. So we moved on to the next one. Um, and uh, there weren't a DJ downstairs, but there was one upstairs, wasn't there? And he obviously was deaf. Um, because, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not being nasty at all. It's his constructive criticism. Mm. It, it was, it, it'd have one tune playing, and then all of a sudden the volume would just shoot up by like 10, 12%. It just went right up. And then it'd come down again and it'd go right up and it'd be mixed tracking and the volume would go up. It was shocking. Um, and this guy was was getting paid. I mean, it, it, it mixing R&B, the mixer side, it wasn't too bad. And it was R&B, so it was a bit more yeah, difficult to mix anyway. But... <clears throat> so if you're mixing, but... it's not just about putting no. two tracks together. No, no It's yeah. about the way you present them two tracks, the volumes you bring them in, the way you bring them in, the way you take them out. Yeah, it was, it's, it was... it's the whole package, isn't it's, it? It's like, yeah. some, it's like someone having your, your fader. I mean... You should, again, one thing you shouldn't do: your faders should always be fully up when you when you when you're playing. Thank you. Yeah, um, but it's like it's like somebody is having a fader halfway up, and then somebody's coming oh. reaching over and go woof. Like it was like it was like yeah. that. It was. I mean that. that 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 wasn't the worst of it. Um, the worst of it was we went to a bar. Uh, it's a chain, a very well known bar, and the DJ in there could mix. That weren't the question, but he had a bit of a habit of using the effects a little bit too much like mm-hmm. on every track <laughs> on every track he would use the filter and it, it would just be over and over and over again and we was unfortunate enough to be sitting under a, um, a speaker <laughs> and my ears were bleeding honestly it was it was so bad yeah um, I mean, it, 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 it wasn't even about how much how often he used the filter but how much you know he was taking it right um, down low you know distortion to its finest it was really mm. really uncomfortable on the ears where it's just mm. a little bit sometimes even if it was all the time but just a little bit it probably would have been okay but mm. where it was just so it was too it much was wasn't it so low or it so high it was just horrible it really was horrible um, it was well, like that, literally like using it like an effect or something or yeah it, it, it was it's just a filter but the, the, it was right. it was a bad filter it was really digitized it wasn't mm. it wasn't like it wasn't like a no, nice warm fil- it wasn't this way uh-huh. it wasn't like a nexus filter you would get and you can you or even the the white noise it sounded halfway between the two digitally awful in every oh. sense yeah, it was oh, it was yeah. bad i mean that wasn't the worst of it there, there was worse worse but than wait, that there's more yeah oh yes so we'll skip over a couple of bars. We walk in. There's a bit. There's music playing, but it's very, very low. So I said to the guy behind the bar, "Have you got a DJ on tonight?" He went, "Yeah, he's just outside having a fag, and he's supposed to be playing, he's supposed to be mixing, but he's just nipped out for a cigarette." Um, which to me says it's very unprofessional straight away. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, leave the dick alone. And it it, it, it gets worse. Yeah. It, it left him alone. Left oh him alone. man, I know where this oh, is going. Never... I'm so fearful of where um, this is going, but go ahead. So the DJ walks in, he's about 10 years old, very young lad. <laughs> 10 um, years old? No, he's about 20 very young. Oh, yeah, okay. he, he yeah. was, was like, Envy's, very Envy's, young. Envy's middle aged now, he's hit the middle age crew. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so he, he rocks up, he gets behind the decks, and he starts doing his stuff. And at first, we thought we were getting an echo. And that's why it was clippity-clopping, clippity-clopping. Oh. Um, but it weren't. He was just that bad. Every mix was out of time, out of key, out of phase. It was just awful. Absolutely <laughs> dis- destroyed flowers. Um, it, it was it was awful. It was the worst mixing I've ever heard. The guy should never be out of his bedroom. He shouldn't be. <laughs> but did they even acknowledge that, 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 that they agreed with him? No, he, he, okay on, with he, it? he honestly thought he sounded good. The barman oh, okay. honestly thought he sounded good. Um, so you got to think like, that's the quality of, of a lot of DJs. And that must be across the country. That can't just be in that one place. Well, the, the reason I asked these guys to, to elaborate is basically that they were all younger DJs. When I say younger, they would be brought up on controllers. Mm-hmm. That's their, their, their introduction to, to DJing. Mm-hmm. The point I want to make is that 
the a lot of them are clanging, banging, and doing fundamental or schoolboy, as we call them here in the UK, schoolboy errors. The stuff that you should not be doing, especially if you're playing out. Because mm-hmm. you, you, anyone playing out, you expect a higher standard than obviously, like you mentioned before, like you're in your kitchen or your bedroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know you're on show. You need to do your best, best foot forward, do your best job. Yep. Now let, let's flip it around. We're going to put obviously a course out, and we're going to emphasize of basically to go back and do some of the vinyl tricks and the way you learn to do vinyl, but obviously with a DJ digital setup. That's kind of the angle we're going to come from for part of mm-hmm. of, of that part of the course. Mm-hmm. I will now pose a question. So, okay, a lot of people obviously take the journey, and like Chris and um, people obviously come back into it later in life, and some people have, have done it all their life, and some people have been and gone. But I'll ask the question. Those that are basically middle-aged or above will have had to have learned on vinyl because CDs weren't around in the day. How many of those DJs, when you hear play out now, are clanging and banging and doing the fundamental mistakes compared to all the kids, when I say kids, and I don't mean in a bad way, but obviously anyone who's learned digitally has all the tools available to them to make them sound absolutely seamless. What's the difference between basically those doing things fundamentally wrong mm-hmm. and yeah, the old boys and girls mm-hmm. being absolutely brilliant at the job that they've done? Right. And I can tell you this, but it's not because of the years between them. It's because, in, in my opinion, it's because what they've learned on and the oh, skill the factor. Exactly. I think so. I would agree agree with that. I mean, especially like if you're at home learning on like an all-in-one or something, or you know, even just a controller and a computer, you got the lines right. If you even if you take the time and you're like, I go in record box and I set my lines all up, which back on the sync story, if you don't do that, your sync is effed anyways, right? So you know, there's that (laughs) part of it too. And and then and then they get on. Then they get on the CDJs, and this was my first experience on the CDJs too. It's the same sort, similar, except obviously I was already really playing by my ear, anyways. But I went from having two waveforms lined up, just going down the thing, that you know I could see when the kicks are happening or the snare hits, whatever you know. So I knew, you know, even if I that's why I mix a lot, but like with no headphones on these, you know, all in ones and stuff, <laughs> because it's easy, right? I can line them up and go, and if it's off a little bit, I'll just jog it, and get it in, it's good. Um, but uh, then you go to on the CDJs, not not the new three thousands or whatnot, but you know the older ones. They have this four squares, right? So it's all bloop, bloop, yeah. bloop, and it's a little off, and you have to try and line those up now. And I don't even know what the hell those things. I don't look even know at. how to use so, those. Like yeah. if you're my, if they're looking at like your little red tick marks <laughs> on your waveform or something from Record Box, well, you better hope that those are perfect. You really use. You can use that as a little bit of a guide on those CDJs, but you have to be listening. You got to know what your monitors are telling you, you know, and what's what's what going the on. Ears in the are telling you yeah. exactly, and and so and to your point, T about you know the guys that have learned on vinyl. I actually recently, I think when was it? Like last summer, I played with this guy Jim Larson. Shout out to Jim Larson; he's a really good guy. Um, and he had he'd been playing vinyl his whole life, and this is like. Up to last year, he'd like hardly ever messed with digital. And, you know, he had his songs on his USB and was ready to go and uh, and went up there and played a digital set like no big deal. He just needed to know how to find his tracks, mm-hmm. scroll through them and load them. And after that, he was playing just like anything else. He didn't care what the damn waveforms were doing. He was listening. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, cool. This thing's have an an beats per minute. Awesome. Well, okay, well, I'll dial that in, mm-hmm. but just boom, 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 going. You know, time to look for where his loops are and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not look, I'm not gonna hate on loops because I love using those as well, right? But it's it's you know, you didn't have any of that on vinyl, right? It was just you had to do it, even the even the beats per minute. I mean, I guess there were some tools around that you can that yeah. can kind of figure it out. Back in the day, you would count and have a stopwatch. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, good. I I learned on vinyl, um and if you had a set of Technics or a set of SandLab, set of Gemini, set of Numarks, there was no BPM readout, nothing. Right. It was just your turntable, your your tone arm, your needle, and a piece of piece of vinyl. That was it. Mm-hmm. That's all you had, and everything relied on your ears. So to learn to mix, you can learn to mix now on a controller in, I'd, I'd say, two weeks. You could you could be mixing in two weeks sure. pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, in vinyl, that would take months, mm-hmm. absolutely months and months and months well, of work. 
Well, Chris, Chris yeah. mentioned before that he was talking about classical keys. I don't even know what the classical key is. I have no interest in it. I don't know it. I'm not going to learn it. But because there's another other ways now, like the Camelot wheel and everything like that, which is one yeah. to twelve, A and B, major, minor. <laughs> we did. I, 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 I'm part of that system because I don't get the other keys. Oh no, man, me you too. can't. You me can't. Too. Don't mess with the numbers, dude. Do not. Is that a one A or a ten A? Oh, that's no, I gotta tell you, as a musician, as a musician, I have to tell you. Don't get locked into those numbers because they actually restrict you. Because if you really want to follow that Camelot wheel, then like if you're 1A, you got 1B or you got 2A or you got 12A to go to. And that's it, right? That's where your mind gets locked in. But then you can't cheat the wheel if you're doing that. So if you're playing a track that's a B, uh, let's say say it's in the key of B, right? B major. And now I forget the up, down, left, right on those, but... uh, Sometimes I'm like, you know what? The next track I want to play isn't anywhere near it on this part of the wheel. But if I switch to a B minor right now, I can pull that off. And that ain't even on the wheel. Switching from major to minor doesn't exist. But you can do it if you, you know, if it sounds right. Sometimes it doesn't work out. But if it sounded right, you can bring that in and it'll sound actually really dope. And then you can run off down the wheel some other way. So just can't mess with the numbers, man. We've um, we've seen... Uh, the equivalent of like you talked about before, because you have keys and sub keys and all that kind of stuff. And it permutates mm-hmm. out rather than obviously yeah. just, keep, just keeping a fundamental, simple law uh, or, right. or, or rule of thumb. But um, one of our DJs, Lezek, who actually <laughs> synced and Henry couldn't unsync it off us. Oh, <laughs> first, no, first, first track I've played out. Come on, yeah. Lezek. I'd never used sync before. And uh, God bless you. He, I was on after him and he'd pissing and so they were sound decks and we're looking at it like, how do we turn this off? So I had to mix um, two tracks, T. Your track and my track, and then you got it off on your, your second track. Yeah, yeah. so I'm trying, it's, it's in sync. I'm trying to nudge it in because obviously my lines weren't perfect because I don't use them. And I'm trying to nudge it. And every time I nudge it, it's, it's coming back out. Uh, and I'm nudging and I'm coming, I'm yeah. nudging and nudging and nudging and nudging. Yeah. And, yeah. Nudging. Yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it was so frustrating because I, I couldn't get it turned off. Oh, this was a live gig. I mean, no one else in the room, apart from the DJs, would have known it was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, your normal punter wouldn't have had a clue, but I knew, and all the other DJs knew that it weren't it weren't right. And it's really frustrating. So, like you said, because when you're jumping on after someone who has uh, uh, been using sync, it is very frustrating. To, to be especially fair, if you don't know where the button is to turn it off because you don't uh, use it. To be, to exactly. be fair. That, that was the funniest thing about it was obviously we was at this venue we were doing live gig and I think I'd done my set a couple of hours before them guys and um, yeah. I was upstairs on the balcony having a drink and uh, someone come running up and they said oh, how do you turn sync off on your decks and I'm like I don't know I've never used it <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone running down to the stage and gone behind the booth and Envy's like how do you turn sync off? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm there Googling on my phone, like, how do you turn oh, sync off on the next DJ? Um, and, you know, like you said, Chris, you, know, you started with your ears, you know, and I think that's a kind of fundamental that yeah. if anyone was to ask me now for advice on DJing, if they were starting out, I'd say, learn with your ears before anything Cover else. Cover the BPM. You know? Cover the BPM up. So you yeah. can't see it. That'd yeah, be even better. And then, you yeah. know, once you've covered it up and once you've got it in, yeah, take it off and have a look and see how close mm. you got. Right. To, to be to be mm. fair to Lezek, that he is yeah. now, he's, he was, all he's got is like um, tractor stuff, so it's all triggered. <laughs> uh, that's how that's okay. how he DJs. And that's what his home mm. setup is. He's building a new home on the water in a boat. Fair play to him. As long as he doesn't sink, he's going <laughs> to upgrade, upgrade his... Upgrade his um, is, is Kit and he will get him. Was, he, is, he is. We brought him back into the fold. He is going to get some CDJs. It's a terrible <laughs> pun. So yes, um, the um, what do you call it? Also, going back to his book before, he gave us a list of all the, the, the keys and sub keys, and it's like you said, Chris. You go, I cannot remember all those. Per- no. <laughs> it's like that is that is the genuine what you can actually realistically do if you know uh-huh. what you're doing. You yeah, go, but then you say that to you, like, if you've got, say you've got a 1A, you can go all the way back to 10B and it would still sound all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, yeah? again, just knowing that not every, like Chris says, not every time it will go, 
But no, but if you know your gonna... tracks, you use this again. Use yeah, your ear again. Because yeah. if it sounds good, thank you. So well, yeah, yeah you can go completely sounds... off the whole thing too, and just no. you know, like, hey, I want to play this track right now, and you know, as long as you mix it right. You could really mix damn near any two tracks and make them sound good together, you know. And 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 sometimes you get really lucky too. You're like, hey man, let me try this one out. I know it's nowhere near, but I'm gonna play this. And like all of a sudden, like there's this one tone that's hitting really well over your previous track, and you're like, oh shit, that's dope, dude. Oh man, I, you know. And then you start writing that out. You say that. Sorry, T. I just wanna. So me and T played at a festival this shit uh, last year, wasn't it? Last year. Yeah, it been last year. Last year we we played a. We played at a festival and I do it to him every time we play out. I always mix out a key because he hates it. <laughs> and it was like, I think I put a, a, two, a 2B with like a 10A or something. And it still sounded good. Even though it was, it was yeah. technically out of key, it no, still no. sounded good. No, exactly. no, 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 no. It, it doesn't necessarily mean it's out of key. It's out of the rule of thumb. Doesn't necessarily right. mean it's out right. of key. All right. Okay. There's, there's, a, so, difference. Yeah. there's a difference there. Yeah. But the... um. <clears throat> you you are you are correct that basically you should listen to your ears because um I used to do it before um I had obviously music. And the thing is that once you know how to mix in mix in key and you listen to good DJs who mix in key all the mm-hmm. time, there's a difference then. You can mm-hmm. straight away tell when you're not in key. Yeah. So then you go, this, yeah. is, this, this isn't working. Even though I want to jump to here, this isn't working. Oh, that's a better mix, even though it might not be in the rule of thumb or whatever. Okay. Then that will still work because it sounds right. okay. Sounds good, you might yeah. have to EQ it a bit. You might have to work it a bit, but you can get it to work. But you can definitely tell when something's not in. It's like, like I would say, it's like with fitness. You don't know you're fit when you're really, really fit. Envy used to be a boxer. I used to be a former athlete. When you're very fit, you focus on what you're doing. You don't feel fit. When you get old and you're not fit, you know you're not then fit. You feel the <laughs> no, you're not fit. <laughs> you're knowing the wrong, right? Yeah. You know the, you know the negative. You don't necessarily yeah. feel the positive. That's and it's funny because it. you say that because like the the the, the good DJs that we know um, that have been playing for a long time, like when I ask them about keepers, I always like I want I have a, a set that I want to play, but they don't necessarily. I have the way I want it to flow, but it's not necessarily in the right key, and I always try to get everything to work out perfectly. And when I ask them. They, they said they don't mix by key, but they actually do by the ear. They know what it sounds right. They don't literally look at the key because, you know, with vinyl, they, you know, they, they old school. Yeah, like you don't have that. Have, yeah, they don't have to. Yeah. So they, they don't technically look at the keys, but they, they do mix by key because they know yeah, what they're, sounds they're right. still in. But yeah, through yeah. actually listening. I mean, I, I used to do vinyl and I never used to have mm. any of this mixing key rubbish and I never <laughs> had none of it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't tea, did I? No. And, it sounded good, but when I go back to listen, I found a couple of old mixes on vinyl. You can tell now where the keys didn't match, but it did sound good, but you can still tell. Mm-hmm. It's when you, where you get used to using mixes. The thing is, again, key. vinyl's different, isn't it? Because without the master tempo lock... Yeah, you change the key anyway. Then you're, you're changing the key. So sometimes you're yeah. not... You, original key's not in there, and you're bringing That's it into a, to a, a compatible key, mm. or you're taking it further away. Sometimes mm. you, you can keep the master lock and digital stuff and just keep it in and play with the speed the way yeah. you yeah. want. So mm. you, you've got you've got the choices. You've got the best of both worlds. That is true. <laughs> yeah, and, and I've actually... I don't know. I usually just always leave the master tempo on. Like I haven't ever intentionally turned it off. But I remember one time that like it was off on one of my decks, and I was playing. And it's like I'm playing a set that like I knew worked. Like all this stuff was fine, but like something just didn't sound right, and it was only off a little bit, you know. But and it took me, I don't know, most of the set to realize that my master tempo was off or turned off on one of the decks, and I was like, oh, there we go. That's why it's not all quite locked in. Once once you go above three percent, you're pulling it out of key. Yeah. So, I mean, right. the, just barely out. But that, that's why sort of one of the uh, rules of thumb is that you shouldn't be more than about five BPM above or below what it, what you're currently mm-hmm. doing. So you're not mm-hmm. going to be too far away no matter whatever you do. Right. Well, I always use that as a rule of thumb anyways, just on the digital stuff, mostly because I, you know, I've, I've been, I've worked in technology and I've, you know, been messing with, computers and all that kind of stuff for many many years and so i always knew like how the software actually works to speed up the tempo or slow down the tempo and especially when it comes to slowing down the tempo tempo it's resampling right mm-hmm. and so there's yeah. that certain threshold if you get down below five 
especially if, like really if you want to really hear it you know you get pull it down like 15 percent or something you start hearing it go like duh, 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 you know and then you know that like you know it, you can literally literally hear it resampling there and so like that's obviously a situation you wouldn't want the master tempo on anyways if you were gonna pull it down but for me it's just easier you know I mean, the sound in the ears i want to keep them closer together anyways so I've, I've got a good example for you so uh gabby uk garbage i think you guys call it uh house out there sure uh, yeah so uk garbage is a two, two-step garbage so you can mix a um 85 bpm track with a 145 bpm track right half time you can do that like because of the broken time. beats right yeah, yeah. um uh-huh. There's only there's not many music genres out there where you can actually do that. Uh, you can't do it with house. Uh, you can do it with things like hip hop and things like that because of the broken beats. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though that's at a 85 BPM and that's at 145, it, they they can still be in key even though mm-hmm. it's such a huge gap in BPM because well, of the broken beat and the way beat. it falls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can still yeah. mix slower tracks with faster tracks, like you said earlier, right. Chris. You know right. about the fast tracks with the slower tracks. You can do it. It can be well, done. In that case, I could mix. I can mix a hip hop track. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was gonna say. I, yeah. I, in that case, I can make a mix a hip hop track with like a side trance track too. That'd be yeah. Pretty dope. I'm gonna you do can. that this Saturday. No, you can. And and, <laughs> no. and if you get the right tracks, if you get the right tracks, it sounds really good. Like D and B, you can mix with R and B because you have got the broken beat of R and B and you got the the, the um. fast four four beat of drum and bass you can mix the two together oh man and Maybe it does sound good Saturday. it does I'm sound good play, i'm gonna Don't play give me my ideas uh, guys yeah let's see nothing but a g thing <laughs> plus uh i don't know i'll find a fast one just, there just make sure really which make sure it's well practiced and that uh, it works <laughs> no i'm gonna just yeah, yeah. It's, it's crispy okay. it'll, it'll be great thing is that at the end of the day you can always basically pull the fade in and do a spin back it doesn't matter just drop it hey i'm mixing right. it. get out of jail i'm gonna practice it one time and then i'm gonna uh just bring it in no headphones no sync not even once <laughs> well that's so funny because i've never ever tried no headphones and chris always he always tries that at home like oh let's do no headphones right and it's fine, you can jog it, but I don't want to hear anything offbeat at all, ever, even if it's for five seconds, right? And at home, it's fine. So we were in the desert in March, in the beginning of March, and we, were, we took our controller with, and we had it in our trailer, uh, out camping there in, uh, at the, off the grid. And, um, and so we were doing back-to-back in our trailer with our friends, and they were like, I was like bringing out my headphones. They're like, no, 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 no headphones. I was like, what? And I thought, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And at least my tracks are analyzed or I know where the lines are, and that's fine. And I thought, okay, well, it's just for us, right, in our, in our, in our, in our trailer, but cool. I was like, okay, let's do it. I, I didn't think we could do it, and it actually was okay. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, actually, right? I just, I just was like, okay, I have to do it, but they said so, so let's do no headphones. Not that I've ever tried it live. I'll never try it live. But yeah. It depends, depends on your environment as well, isn't it? If you're at yeah. home, you don't have the reverb coming back to you. You don't have the echo. You don't have the double beat. The you know loud. what I mean? Yeah. If, you're in, or if, if you're in the desert, I suppose the noise just goes. It doesn't come back to you, does it? It's not coming back. So if, well, if it was in, in our trailer. It was inside. So we could, and it was a small speaker, but you know, we could hear it. You know, you could have heard it if it was bad. But it wasn't too bad, actually. I was surprised because I'd never even tried it before. I mean, so, so, like, he always the, does it. So the, the one place it, so. we we, we DJ DJed four gigs in this last summer, it had a lot of echo in the room, and they had a, four bass speakers basically underneath the the basically the DJ booth was on a podium, so they had four mm-hmm. bass speakers underneath. So you feel it through the floor oh, first, and then you hear nice. it back coming from the room. So it's almost oh. like a triple beat. So you, oh, yeah. to me, I always deal with my headphones on anyway because generally uh-huh. I keep it quite quiet because where I am. Right, but right. yeah, I mean, headphones were a must. And even then, we put, we put a monitor on, didn't we? And the monitor wasn't the best of monitors. And we had, we no, all had ear, earache. Earache. Oh. earache oh, that, yeah, that, that, was that happened to us. That happened to us. We were at the Wisdom. So it's a <laughs> dome, right? It's a round. It was really awesome. It was the round dome. And I didn't want to, it was, um, it was so dark when I went on. I couldn't see anything i couldn't see where to press play i couldn't see i there was literally i would have pressed the rock completely wrong i couldn't see anything 
and it wasn't CBD, it was different from, you know, so I played it before, but it was different. And anyway, I was struggling to find my light and to- flashlight and stuff. But nevertheless, I didn't want to fiddle with any buttons, um, volume, so I didn't turn up the, the monitor behind me. And of course, Chris went on after everyone else, and he, t- he said it about me, he went on. But, so the echo, when I was behind on the side of the, side of the dome, there was this echo yeah. coming yeah. off. So I was like, am I off? Am I not? Because I always like hearing my headphones, yeah. and then I always hear the house which is always does have a delay and I'm always worried. I'm always thinking, ask Chris, if, I'm always saying, babe, am I off? Am I off? And I always think I'm off. And there was this bad echo, which was yeah. kind of disturbing. The, but things when, yeah. when, when I'm like that and I'm not sure in the mix, I'll, I'll purposely take the mix out. So I can yes, mm-hmm. that's now out. I put it back in oh, again. again. Uh, I'm back in again. Cause uh-huh. if you, cause then you can tell what's happening, what you're manipulating, not what's coming back. So uh, if you're not too sure, move the platter, do what you and then do, you go, yeah. that's worse. Oh, I'm back in again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's been very interesting talking to you. I guess what? I'm sure we're going to have you back very, very soon and talk long into the night and probably do several more episodes because we haven't even touched the surface. However, <laughs> you do have uh, an important show on Dance Party this coming weekend. Um, you've now made it a weekly show, so thank you very much indeed. I always knew you would. I always knew <laughs> we, we, we spoke Thank about you. it, too, didn't we? Yeah, we, we said, did. We, yeah. we, we, were, we were sort of having um, sort of like a private bet between ourselves how long it would take. Um, and I don't think I don't think any of us won, did we? I think it was quicker than we both thought. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I thought we were dragging our feet on it, really. Like Lynn was kind of pushing me, and I was like, "Yeah, we're getting around to it." You know, we got so much going on. And, the and thing is, like, it, it works at a good time for you because you can do it every week and then go out and do your gigs. It's like a warm up, isn't yeah, it? So, yeah, um, exactly. Um, talking about that, obviously, sort of, you have decided to make it a bigger thing than just getting out and playing, playing some tunes. So, you invited some guests. Obviously, please give us sort of, sort of a taste of what's coming up over the next few weeks. Anybody you got confirmed? I know you got at least one person confirmed. Yeah. Um, yes. So, I got, uh, I think I have like three or four confirmed now, or we do. Um, so it's, uh, our show is called Lakewood Nights, uh, get out the house, um, working title. We may change it, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was kind of like, to, the, the point is to get the house out to the people, right? So I'm going to play a lot of house music, bring on mostly that kind of DJs, but look, I mean, we're gonna play some tech house, we're gonna play some techno breaks, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, bang, bang on. Yeah. We'll give, you some, <laughs> we'll give you some breaks. What you will not ever hear <laughs> It's dubstep. Sorry, guys. Just, That's just right. no dubstep. Dubstep That's is not fine. a lot of money. That's fine by me. No yeah, sync, no, no dubstep. Um, so, um, so to kick it off, uh, we're going with uh, a good friend of ours. Uh, you may know he's an international. Where's he originally from? Slovakia. Slovakia? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming uh, from uh, Orange County now by way of Slovakia. And our first either. guest. <laughs> is bolo um so that's uh he's, he's been doing it forever he's a really great producer he gave me a boatload of his tracks i haven't even gone through like half of them yet but it's just a lot of good stuff um, so oh yeah i know of course, of course he plays like two of his tracks. so uh that's going to be really great um and then the following two weeks we are going to have a couple guest djs that we're going to be that are going to be playing at our upcoming lakewood nights live show at Boomer's Cocktails in Long Beach on Friday, April 22nd. Uh, that starts at 9 p.m., by the way. And uh, we'll have our, our first guest as uh, MDJ. Uh, he's a great, uh, more of a techno, tech house DJ, um, local guy. Um, really? I played with him, actually, for the first time at Wisdom, and his set was really good. He was playing, like, a really, a bunch of, like, yeah. just really good stuff. You'll, you'll dig that. And, then, and he was uh, so excited for your techno set, too, and he was I jumping know. up and down yeah, like so- crazy. So, so we yeah, hooked up so real fun. quick. He was wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt, which totally reminded me of what I had played that Nine Inch Nails track. And I was like, oh, dude, this is my man right here. So uh, so he's going to be playing. And then um, the following week, on the, so that'll be uh, April 9th. And then on April 16th, uh, we have Alero. Uh, he's, uh, I met him recently. He also played with him the first time at that same show. Really talented, mm-hmm. old school house music DJ. Um, you know, but plays a lot of like really great. You know, some of the Latin beat style, maybe that you guys uh, remember from like Petro Uno playing a lot. A little bit of that, but a lot, a lot of house too. So he's like he's a really great DJ as well. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, those are the next three, and so that's our our, our show is on uh, every Saturday 
um, which is uh, Pacific time, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. So that would actually be uh, the start of Sunday mornings at midnight uh, from midnight to three. And so Lynn and I will each play an hour and our guests will play an hour and we might change things up a little bit and do back to backs and do 40 for, you know, you never know what you're going to get, whatever we're feeling, you know, <laughs> you, we'll might, try and you might get, thund- might get thunder back on as well. Oh, oh yeah. yes, so, yes, uh, we, yes, yes, I exactly. I have actually, <laughs> I really we've been talking to. about, so um, <laughs> real quick, let me give a shout out to uh, my boy, Tyler Green, a sci fighter and his son, his name is yeah. Funk Puppy and his Funk Puppy okay is nine i think nine years ten, old he's ten now. is he 10 yeah. now yeah and so uh he'd been producing forever like all kinds of really cool stuff this it's little nine-year-old so kid was just producing and then he'd go play at his dad's gigs out in the desert with the lights all shining and everything he's getting better time slots than me i was like look look, hey, man, <laughs> look hey my son will get better time slots than some of the best mm-hmm. djs you know probably but um so then uh so DJ Thunder, for those of you who don't know, is my son, Jack. And um, so he's been playing almost as long as us, but he kind of fell away and then came back. So he's going to play. Uh, we'll do a show with him. But Funk Puppy's now started to not just produce, but mix. He's learned to mix. And so he and Jack kind of want to do a back-to-back set together. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I, we, we'll probably have to hook that up. Some, we'll probably have uh, Thunder on here, you know, once on his own. Uh, soon yeah. but as soon as we can get that uh back to back with funk puppy oh, and Thunder, man. that's gonna, gonna be fun cool so there's, there's, a, there's a lot I, happening uh, yeah. What, yeah. What, what i wish to say is that um you already mentioned his name earlier on none of us would be here without our duly departed uh yeah. dj brother mm-hmm. uh petro so mm-hmm. rest in peace brother thank you for bringing chris and shakes to us and the rest of the family um, I'm going to say thank you very much for watching and listening to the Dance Party 247 podcast. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you're on YouTube. Hit the old like if you're on Spotify. Give us a comment. I'm sure we'll love some comments um, in terms of your opinions on sync or no sync and all the tools that are available to DJs that we <laughs> have now. once. No. <laughs> but I've... I've been a great pleasure having to the company this evening of Mr. Sam Saint, Mr. DJ MV, and our special guests from America, from LA, from... From Lakewood, Mr. Chris Beats and and Shakes. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. So Thank much you guys. It's been a pleasure. Bye guys. Bye. All Thank right. you. Yeah.